0: I hope you enjoy this bonus episode. Following our honest conversation recorded live at Sundays Offline Melbourne, Erin and I took questions from our beautiful and engaging guests. Enjoy. Hi, Erin. Um Just from viewing on the outside, looking at your Instagram, you can see that you're building a house but you're also running a creative business. I think these days there's so many influences from the outside, um, particularly with social media, tools like Pinterest and things like that, that when you're trying to run these projects or run a business that you have so many things maybe interrupting your creative process Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to get strayed. Aside from the direction you want to go in whether it's for your business or your house mm-hmm. what tools do you use to stay on track and stay consistent because when I look at your feed in your Instagram which is so beautifully curated it all just looks as though you've got it together on the outside
1: um, I do um, it is together like a, I, my house I think it's just a style that's my it's innate I think in people that I think I've found my style and that's honest just to me and what I like. So um, whether it be, you know, I don't do trends really in... ..if colour wasn't on... I don't like it, so it's just not happening. But um, I think you need time without the noise to really focus first on what you're doing and what, you know, what do you really love. But Pinterest is good for that and you saved in Instagram... Because after you you pin for a while and then you go through just you on your own, not looking at anyone else's things, and you find out pretty quick. Sort of like a bit of a you know, it flows pretty quickly on what you naturally are drawn to. If it's just you going to what you want, not listening to outside influences or you know, um, to have that time alone just to focus it. Mm-hmm. As as an extension of that question, if you had to pick Pinterest or physically
2: mood boarding, which do you prefer?
1: I do love Pinterest, but I do love a mood board. Um, (laughs) I think Pinterest, um, I can organise it. I can get more on there and organise it more. I think, yeah. Thank you so much.
3: Sitting. Um, you. Hi, Aaron. Um, you were saying that you had a lovely time, sort of when you met your husband before he was drafted and all of that happened. Do you feel that your relationship would have been different if you had met him sort of a few years later, after he was in
1: the public eye a little bit? Um, it's hard to say because he's just Nick. Like he's just you know Nick to me. But. I'm grateful for I think from me personally knowing that that had nothing to do with it Um, as a person I I couldn't imagine I don't think I would be drawn to that on purpose from who I am but um, just to you know as soon as people find out that you were together before you played football everything changes in not that it matters what people think but you know to yourself that you've had that time that you didn't have to question if that's why you were with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That it was, I 100% yeah, Real him demo. and I could have him, eat, whether football or not, he could be doing anything, like I'd have him no matter, you know, like, yeah, you know, I had that time to definitely know for myself that none of, you know, all of the good stuff that came with, you know, the cool parties and, you know, all the stuff that came with it, that, that wasn't why, Yeah. with
2: the tail. Yep, okay. Hi, Erin. Um, I was wondering, with all the brands that might approach you or even being in the public eye or media or whatever, do you ever get times of overwhelm? like being overwhelmed with your inbox being full or with expectations that you might have from people or even just um, guilt from not being able to spend enough time with your family? And if that is the case, how do you... Um, do you have any tools or skills or or
1: things that you've learned over the years that, yeah, you could share with us? Um, yeah. My manager will say so, but I'm very good at just saying just no to think, being... But, again, I'm in... The position to be able to say no and it's the same thing as when you're um you know planning your business and um saying to be selective for what you're doing some people can't some people just need to get paid so mm. I, I am in a, a fortunate position where i can um do make decisions or just stop if i don't want to or just say no mm. and to be very so it looks you know obviously it can't it looks good because you can say no to everything. So yeah. I think that that's a big bonus for me for in that sense. Um, but my family is f- first for me. So when they need me, that's it. And But, I'm, like, I work from 8 o'clock at night till, like, 12 or 1 in the morning is my, like, time, my go time. <laughs> um, but that's, I think, as a mum... Um, being creative, it's hard to get your head right, you know, back in the zone um, creatively to try and, you know, come up with this, um, you know, get back in that place. So I think that for me happens at nighttime when I'm, you know, I can just turn everything off and be alone and try and get back in there. Get away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard if you can't say no to stuff. Yeah. Yeah, to try and... But I think that's the thing about pitching. Um, Have a plan to know what you really want and sort of, like, you know, goal clients or where you see yourself and where you want to be. And I think um, making steps towards that helps, that the little jobs along the way are for a reason to get to the job that you want.
2: Yeah, and how did you... Sorry, just a question on top of that. How did you get to the stage that you knew what no meant... And what was a strong no for you as opposed to a, oh, maybe I should do this because that's how I'd like to be seen but that's not really me or, yeah, how did um, you find yourself in knowing what no really meant?
1: I think um, it was easier for me in that I was um, my, sk- like my photography or, you know, it was quite, it's in a box that it's quite defined that you know you're taking content images and still life and things mm. for clients um but um earlier on I think it was harder when people were building um like there was a time there'd be a few girls here that started earlier um as well that you couldn't say no really because you'd mm. lose your, your chance or to then build um to build up and get that opportunity so mm. I think but probably back then it didn't matter so much that it, you were just doing it because mm-hmm. there wasn't that many people doing it so it was just sort of like you could just roll through it to get where you needed to go later but it's it would be hard difficult now there's so many people doing it and there's so much but even more so to be more clear about what you're doing there and what's taking your time to build your business like how are you going to focus what you know cuz everyone there's too many people doing, like you'd go, I'd go on now on Instagram and you click on somewhere and, I've, you know, there's people, you know, with 160,000 followers and I've, I've never seen this person before. I've never, like, they're just everywhere, um, which is amazing. But, yeah, I think they've taken, yeah, they know what they want. But I think the pitching on your terms is a big thing that yeah that you should take control of where you want to be and just go out and a majority of the time if you've got an idea for a brand or um, you can pitch to a brand they're pretty um open that it's easier for them if you just pitch to them they don't have to come up with the plan so yeah I think being um, proactive in that sense would get like you a long way that's a really good point I'm going
2: to finish with one more. <laughs> but have you had a moment of courage where you've gone and said, I really want to work for this brand and gone, they're probably going to reject me, but I'm going to put myself out there um, anyway?
1: Yeah, I think um, there was a few... When we first um, did Country Road, I mm. was um, shooting still life things, but then to go out and shoot... Um, I did shoot my kids, but actually, I, I suppose, like, photography... Um, in a sort of more of that sort of role where it's not just something sitting on the desk, Mm -hmm. um, where it had to take you to an actual... You know, it had to be produced properly and it really tested, um, you know, can I really do this? Like, can I take... I think I can, but for it then to get delivered to the client, for them to be... to tick it off, I think that's a big... That was sort of a big one, to start shooting those sort of
2: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you.
0: Okay. Hi. I'm at the front, so I'm just going to sit because it's really confronting otherwise. Hi, Erin. Hi, Allison. Um Thank you so much for today. My question is about starting uh, a business or a venture. And the. <laughs> I see. <laughs> it's open to both of you. Um, About that initial moment, um, just before you take the leap, Mm. I find myself working through an idea, but there's self-doubt at the start and not knowing whether you're doing the right thing or you're approaching it the right way. In that moment, if you've experienced it, um, what are some of your tricks for just overcoming the internal voices um, and really taking that leap and the chance? Well, yeah, I think you know, it took me a year to leave my job and I tried to have the conversation with my boss probably no less than 20 times. You no, know, I'd get to the meeting like, today. <laughs> and I'd be like, yep, I'll get onto that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, because that was part of what I had to overcome in that um, time was my need to serve and my need for him to see me as this person who he was his protege and he won all these awards. And so that was my work. My personal work to do was to disassociate In that, um, because we had such an incredible professional relationship, it felt like I was leaving someone. Mm. So that took me a whole year. Um, What I kept coming back to in that year was um, I'm just not evolving. Like, I'm just not growing. And I'm getting really, really good at this thing. And I'm starting to build a profile for doing this thing. But actually, now that I really get into it, I don't believe in the work and I don't believe in the message. And I am trying to hack content to get more women to read this stuff that's making them feel shit about themselves. Mm -hmm. So it probably my big leap moment was realising that morally I just couldn't do it anymore and I felt physically uncomfortable showing up to that job every day. But I think that's what our sort of body and our soul does for us is it gets us to a point where we just physically are uncomfortable but it's the same as if you get acne or if you have an ailment or an injury. When it presents itself, that's your body going, come on. <laughs> like, it might not actually be about the knee or the elbow or whatever. It's something else, whether that's a little bit of, like, you know, emotional pain you're storing or whatever it might be. My advice on working through the idea is getting to a point where we think beyond ourselves and what success would look like mm-hmm. and just really trying to drill down on what is the why? Why does this need to exist? Why can I only do this? Like for this podcast, which I, you know, my ambition is for it to be much more than a podcast, but this message in exploring true self, that's my why. It's not actually about me. Frankly, anyone would be able to host it. But the... (laughs) You're kind, thank (laughs) you. But the message itself, so any time I get even muddy on that, and like to go to your question also... The no's. It's very easy to say no when you understand what your value set is, and I have mine written down. So I did that early because I felt very compromised in my old role about what I had to say yes to to help us meet budget. Mm. So coming out of that job, I was like, okay, here are my hard no's. Here's the things I just absolutely will not say yes to. When the money is good, I have to go to that list and be like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. We could just... But it's always... But so having that to go back to is very helpful for me in those times when I just feel unsure and if I know, OK, well, if I earned that, I could fund this. But then what am I actually sacrificing? And we only... All we have is our integrity and we cannot put a price on on that either and it can't be bought. But I think the challenge we face as young female creatives is there's a lot of people who are selling their integrity... And so when you're the person who says no on email, what I try and do in that moment is educate clients on what it is I'm trying to achieve and what my work stands for and what I hope I will do. Mm. So every single time they're getting a better understanding of why they would come to me versus the thousands of other people that you could go and get to do that. Um, But, yeah, so I would say, like, think about why does this need to exist and is it actually me who needs to... Create it. That's a really big come to Jesus moment when you're like, you know. And I've had those ideas too, where it's like, that's just not. I'm not the person for that. But I do think it needs to exist. And I do try when I'm coaching now to be like, I've got this. You, <laughs> you might be, you know, the one for this. Um, but yeah, and then just not, not um, staying too long in that place of fear, because you know we get given these ideas. We've got to go and execute them or they'll go off to somebody else, won't they? And we can all see it's that kind of like pressure now to be like, fuck, well, I better launch it now in case somebody else does. (laughs) But nothing that we do under that pressure, I think, is really ever going to be successful. You know, it just takes, like, it took me a year to develop offline. I wrote the intro fucking a hundred times. Like, it's just that impeccability. I talk so much about that slow, deliberate, get it right. No one's going to do it like you will. No one's got your Thank brain. You. Yeah.
3: Thank you so much. me and my
0: tail Where are you off to with your little cord?
1: I'm Just here. What I do? go again, go again?
3: Hi, I'm um, Erin my question is been to you Alison, I guess you can probably provide some insight as well. When Nick was obviously being a very successful footballer in the public eye, did you ever have those moments of doubt where you're kind of comparing yourself to him, being like, he's got all this success going on, but I feel stuck, or I feel like he's got this amazing thing going on, but I'm just kind of trying to work through my stuff and find my purpose? Did you ever have those moments?
1: How would you work through those? Um, I think um, our... I was on it with him. So his success was all of our success together in the... We... um, You know, I don't think his... Him out on the field actually playing the game was just a small... It's just a small part of everything that has to go in to get that success sort of thing. So we were definitely in it together. But I think if I didn't have... um, There were lots of moments through it and he... He's like he is love. He's not hated by everybody, but like he gets lots of compliments. He's an amazing person. He gets lots of he helps a lot of people, and um, he's very selfless. So um, he gets lots of compliments. So be like, for me, I'm like, okay, like you know, he he's great. Um, <laughs> so it is not like there to have my own thing, and then people, um, comp, you know, giving you a pat on the back, or someone saying to Nick. Um, Whatever I saw something that Erin did that was amazing or whatever. Like, that was nice for me to have that. I didn't need it. Like, and Mm. he didn't think he was more successful, you know. He didn't Mm. make me feel like that. Um, But, yes, for someone that, yeah, got... Yeah, you sort of... um, You're like, he's all right, you know. (laughs) Downplay him a little bit. But, yes, it was good to have my... I think it was really important for me to have that outlet even for myself, to know Mm. that I was doing something for me and that um, I had maybe, like, you know, kicked my own goals while having to, you know, sacrifice maybe um, things that maybe I would have done other things, but we had a family and it was just around what Nick was doing, so sacrificed maybe my plan, but I still was proud of what I could build on my own Mm. as well.
3: Yeah, so there was yeah. no, like, struggle to be like, oh, I'm just trying to, you're doing all those amazing things and yet here I am. I feel like I'm um, kind of two steps behind you.
1: Yeah. I think um, his goal um, was always to be, um, to play football. Like, he had his eye on the prize. It was very hard, like a slog to get there um, for him, but it was always, whereas I don't didn't have that sort of, grand plan of, you know, that I'd missed out on my, um, I wanted to be a lawyer, I never did it, you know, Mm -hmm. like I didn't really, out of of home, because we met so young too, I think I was still floating through. I studied um, like graphic design and um, I studied some things, but I think his took place, but I was proud, I'm proud of him and happy to see him do, you know, be at as high as he could go in what he was doing. It didn't make me feel any less... Because he was successful,
3: yeah, yeah. Did you ever struggle with that at all, or was it just because you'd known each other for so long and had such an ongoing relationship was, from yeah. so young? It was just a constant. Like, well, of course, like you want, does you want to do that? We, of course, I'm going to support you. It's not yeah. even a question.
1: Yeah, just because, um, yeah, I'd do anything for him. But yeah. just because of who he is, like I had, he could have, yeah, wanted to do anything, and we would be there for him to do that. But. Because his drive, like very, like his drive to do that, it, it's quite amazing to see someone um, want something so bad and do, like would stop at nothing to get there. So when he finally did get there, um, it's amazing to see where he, what he come from and that what he had to do to make that was massive for everyone to just be like, um, it's yeah, it was incredible to see someone do that that you love too. That yeah, and the biggest cheerleader too, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah,
0: thank you. Just in, like, a, some practical advice, Ooh. if I may. Because sure. um, I know... Yeah, I know um, thank you. how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and I've been there myself before. And I would say, like, if I can share openly with Tony here, we've kind of flipped mm. in that when I met him, I was 24. I was a sub-editor. I had no idea what I wanted... To do really, or what sort of work mm-hmm. I wanted to do, and he was this very successful design director and had this big team. And everywhere we'd go, it was like, "Oh, Tony Rice," and I'd be like, <laughs> 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 "You know." Um, but now it's like this beautiful journey of um, playing that support role through, but also there was an element of mentorship. So what I saw was an opportunity to be mentored. Mm-hmm. In if that sound might sound a bit weird in your relationship, but <laughs> because of both in media, what mm-hmm. could I learn? And if I was at those tables in those conversations, what were they talking about? And then how could I use those narratives in different, you know, conversations I was having in mm-hmm. business? Um, and so now it's kind of this beautiful thing where I'm kind of flourishing professionally. Um, While well, he was getting the chives, It's like, we need coffee, you go. Um, but what I would say is we... Um, We will never be less successful by um, relishing in somebody else's success. Mm -hmm. And if you can embody what it feels like to have that success and that knowing and that purpose, it will come. Mm -hmm. That is manifestation. It's not about getting the thing. Manifesting what I'm learning is about waking up every day and feeling the feeling of what it would be like to have it, knowing you might not ever get it. Because the feeling of having it is it.
3: You're so wise. Thank you. You <laughs>
0: know? <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, I
3: feel you. Yep. Yeah. 100 percent. You're coming out?
2: Hi, Erin and Alison, I guess for you as well, this question. You spoke about um, not being naturally maternal, but that, you know, you had children at 27 and I guess it sounds like you're navigating that as well. What was it like not having that maternal instinct but navigating motherhood and doing it three times?
1: Um, I think that is my strength in it, that you um, you just you've got to listen to your, your instincts and, like, you've got... They're there with anything as well to block out the noise a bit and just sit with yourself and think, like, um, you know, simple things. We did have support. I, like, it's not like I was on my own. and But I think it's just common, common sense. A lot of common sense comes into mothering. I think, like, you love... Um, you love them, but... Like things will come up. There's there's help for that sort of thing, but definitely, all, all the moments that we've had, um, like if we were in the children, children's hospital, like anything that's happened to us, it instinct. If you just listen to, you... I just listen to myself, but it made us as parents very. We're very casual <laughs> parents. In um, you know, we just we just go with the flow. We're very. Our kids are very, cruisy, happy kids, and I think that they feel you. Um, they feel your energy and your, you know, nerves. If you're questioning yourself all the time, you're this pre-planned. There was no... Like, our three-year-old was in bed with me last night with all his friends. Like, I just think... Just let it it roll. Uh, Yeah. Not with, obviously, serious things. (laughs) Like, I take my kids to the doctor if they need to. But um, I think it's more, yes, just your intuition in simple life and how you're going to parent a child um, to just use your common sense and you know just roll with it I don't know I just same thing as reading and planning things and you know sleep patterns and the books to do sleeping and the whole bit I think they can feel yes they'll probably be asleep but well I don't know I just then are they nervous I don't know our kids I can only go off that Nick and I had no idea what we were doing um and they're good, like they're awesome kids. They're happy little kids, you know. So I think that did us well, just to
0: cruise through and
1: yeah, yeah. they'll be all right. <laughs> they are all right. They're still they're alive. <laughs> yeah, they're alive. We're good.
0: I'm not going to try and answer that. Don't worry. <laughs> so what I think about um, that, <laughs> I'll embody the feeling of. <laughs> Um, we, I didn't realise what time it was so we will go and hang out um, I would like to say I don't think anyone likes networking um, that's not what this is um, I would hope that offline is our shared connection point and so that if nothing else we have something to discuss in the themes and topics that I discuss on the podcast um, where you're going to hang around for a bit I'll obviously be here until you leave Um, And we can have a nice glass of wine and a chat. Um, But this really... This part is probably my favourite part because it's why we're here, is to connect. And I hope you meet like-minded people and share details. There's been some amazing stories of people just becoming friends off the back of coming to an offline event. (laughs) Which is so nice. So um, so yeah, I would love to thank um, Aaron once again for sitting down and having an honest conversation with me. I know that's not easy, especially in front of a crowd and getting it recorded. Nick, was
1: doing, it's, a, it's a podcast, and I'll be on a podcast um, and in front of an audience. And he's like, "You've never spoken like I've never spoken about Nick ever." really so he's like so go record it and speak in front of an audience that's a good idea as your first one <laughs> and he does it for a, like he's a professional he speaks in front of thousands of people. he's like you're fine you'll be fine like, good idea
0: <laughs> well thanks for trusting me because I know that's a big part of it is because I was like it's just me yeah
1: <laughs> and then we'll really be fine li- yeah,
0: we're right. um so yeah so thank you um very much and let's go and have a drink and have some food